1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 1st, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. If it is Thursday, that can mean only one thing. 24 7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wiltfong, joins us. Steve, how goes it?
0: Daniel, always a fun day at the Wiltfong house. The sun is shining. It's a little chilly. We're sending this sunshine down i-70 through dayton all the way to columbus it's also opening day and we love that around here we love baseball and uh um so we're hoping the cubs can get off to a good start in this house i assume most people listening to this are indians and reds fans so um good luck to your squads and uh I'm just, you know, looking forward to being inside ballparks this year with my family, going to a Marlins game this coming week while I'm on spring break, Marlins Cardinals. So hoping to get back to some normalcy.
1: That was the word I was going to use. We are attempting to return to some level of normalcy. Getting back inside stadiums is awesome. We hope we will be able to do that this fall, about 108,000 possibly at the Shoe. but I digress. One guy I want to talk about today, and you are uniquely suited to discuss him, his name is Jair Brown. He is a commitment to Ohio State, lives in suburban Cincinnati. He is a cornerback, but he is visiting Notre Dame this weekend. Why is he doing that? I have no idea. You may know better than me, but traditionally, guys who take visits this late in the process at schools like Ohio State have a wandering eye. Do you believe Jair Brown has a wandering eye?
0: I mean, I think it's obvious that, you know, him and his family are communicating with other programs, and so that's very real. I think that he's a guy that Ohio State's going to fight to keep in their class, though. And so, I mean, this is big boy recruiting sometimes, and, and uh, every school deals with it. Uh, um, and, and, and so you all know that I've been following it for a long time. You know, Ohio State has a couple guys year in and year out that that they have to kind of, you know, continue to – convinced that they should want to play here uh, at, at Ohio State. You know, the, everything I'm hearing, they'll fight the good fight for, for Jair Brown from forward. He's a guy they very much want in their class.
1: Jair Brown plays cornerback, as I mentioned, and playing cornerback at Ohio State is a very lucrative type situation. Why do you think he's considering Notre Dame when he's already committed to Ohio State?
0: I think Notre Dame is another school that's recruited well traditionally in that area that, you know, they have some Ohio natives on their staff. They've been successful also. I I think that I also think that the the Brown, you know, the Brown camp is just enjoying building relationships with other schools and and, and hearing what they have to offer and and making sure that they're making the right decision and going to Ohio State.
1: Yeah, my assumption is either like to be recruited or he doesn't think he's good enough to play at Ohio State with the competition that comes in because it makes no sense to me. I will defer to the director of recruiting on that one. I will also defer to him and the entire 24-7 sports recruiting crew when it comes to putting together rankings for the class of 2023. They just did that. The initial top two four seven came out yesterday. Ohio State is in the mix for several top 10 prospects, But we are going to start at the top with the position everybody wants to hear about. That's quarterback. Ohio State has done a uniquely great job over the last few years of getting their guy, Quinn Ewers, being the latest example in the class of 2022. Three headliners among quarterbacks, three guys in the top 10. One guy named Arch Manning. You may have heard of someone in his family. He is the son of Cooper Manning. Cooper is Peyton and Eli's older brother. He plays in New Orleans just like the rest of his family did. Then you've got Malachi Nelson from Los Alamitos, California, and Dante Moore from Detroit King in Michigan. It does seem like Ohio State, though, has focused in on Malachi Nelson as their guy.
0: Yep, he appears to be the Buckeyes' top target. Man, he's just one of the best pure natural throwers of the football that I've seen with my own eyes playing high school football Right now, got a chance to see him compete in the same setting that I saw Kyle McCord at, or one of the same settings I saw Kyle McCord at, uh, at the QB Collective event in Indianapolis. He's playing his sophomore season right now as California, the pandemic moved it to the spring, and he's he's looked strong, watched him play uh, his second week game, and he really came on in the second half and, and just had an outstanding showing in that one, anticipates well, can make every throw, uh, and, and then just a really good kid. He's a fit anywhere. Um, you know, the schools he's most familiar with right now are Florida state and, and USC and you know, with Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio state, Oklahoma, Texas, the schools y'all are used to recruiting against all in the mix for Malachi Nelson,
1: CJ Stroud, Jack Miller, Quinn Ewers, Kyle McCord. You think Malachi Nelson fits in from a talent perspective?
0: Yeah, he maintains the standard that 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 is at at the quarterback position. Yeah, you know, I expect Malachi Nelson to do great things at the college level and hear his name called in the first round of the NFL draft down the road.
1: Very cool. All right, we're going to talk about the top ten, and you did a story which everyone can find if they haven't read already on where these guys are leaning. We're going to focus in on the ones that Ohio State has the best chance with. As we know, recruiting is fluid, and we are well away from Judgment Day. The top 10 is led by Levius Overton, the defensive lineman from Alabama. We discussed him on the last show. I have no hope for him coming to Ohio State. Some may. But let's talk about the ones that mentioned Ohio State. And unfortunately, the number three guy is also from Alabama. James Smith, Montgomery, Alabama, defensive tackle. What's your vibe?
0: I think that he, you know, it's easy for me to just say I bet he ends up in the SEC, but the one school mentioned that's not in the SEC as an early contender when talking to a source close to him is Ohio State. And Again, Larry Johnson and his pedigree at the position and just Ohio State's, you know, position in the hierarchy of college football. You know, Ohio State, there's a lot of sex appeal to this program's name uh, in all parts of the country. It gets the nod of respect in the SEC territory. And and, and so I think that they're in the game for James Smith.
1: The next guy on the list would be Malachi Nelson. He's number six. So we're moving to number seven on the list and a position Ohio state has had much more success getting people out of their Florida defensive back. That's Cormani McLean from Lake Gibson. How good is he?
0: Oh man. Nine interceptions last season, just a smooth, distinctive ball hawk on the perimeter he, said, he told me Florida State and Miami are coming at him the hardest right now, the two in-state programs. His head coach told me uh, that Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio State are in the thick of it, too, and LSU offered earlier this week, and they're a contender. But kind of similar to Malachi Nelson, the usual suspects in the game for the number one corner in the country.
1: Yeah, and keep in mind, people, we're early on here, so you're going to hear most of the big-time names as we get rolling. Number eight, back to the south. Caleb Downs, a safety out of Georgia.
0: This kid really fits Ohio State um, and, and, and Ohio State's locker room. I think the Buckeyes are going to have an excellent chance at Caleb Downs. Uh, he grew up a Clemson fan, so they'll be tough. They'll be, they'll be in the mix. His older brother is a receiver at North Carolina, had a terrific true freshman year this past year. The family's extremely close to Dre Bly, so the Tar Heels are going to be in the middle of that one as well. Uh, Notre Dame, Alabama, Florida State. He's kind of already got a top six, so we, we we really know who's in the game for Caleb Dobbs, and I don't expect that to change much from now till the end.
1: Let's finish with this dude. Number 10, Brandon Ennis from Miami True Prep. Forgive me if I've never heard of True Prep.
0: Yeah, it's a new school. Um, they they had a pretty talent. They played IMG last year. Ennis scored in that game. They, they ended up taking an L, but uh, they got some talented dudes down there led by – Brandon Ennis, who's been on the radar in this recruiting class as long as anybody, uh, had offers in middle school, played for the South Florida Express. I mean, he's probably the first 2023 prospect I knew of in, in, in this cycle. And, he's you know, he's got a ton of offers. I asked him who was doing the best job recruiting him, and you know, he's got a lot of schools. You know, he fired, you know, Ohio State was the third school he mentioned in that answer with USC first, Florida State second. Um, but all the powerhouses are, are making a connection with Ennis. Um, he's been to the three in state programs multiple times Miami, Florida, and Florida State. But this recruitment's going to be a marathon. Ohio State will get their chance to impress.
1: Those are the names you're really going to want to know here. They will come up ad nauseum until signing day 2023. We're going to take a quick break, come right back. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky All right, we are back. A new name developed yesterday, Dominique Orange, defensive tackle out of Kansas City. I'll admit I knew nothing about him until you wrote about it. Let us know the newest offer for the Buckeyes.
0: Yeah, 24-7 Sports Composite, four-star defensive tackle out of Kansas City, as you said. He's a guy that I know is at the top of the board. The schools like Iowa, you know, Iowa State, this is a guy they coveted early on, but people – the secret is out on him. He's approaching 20 offers. Ohio State is one of them now. Uh, he talked with Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson told them that they need two to three defensive linemen in this class. They hope that he's one of them. And, and uh, you know, he was keen on Texas and, and Oregon and, and Michigan and Ohio State's firmly in the middle of this one. And we'll see, you know, as this class takes shape for Ohio State, who they're pushing for, they'll have a great chance at Dominique Orange.
1: I have not prepared Steve at all for this, but I will ask him, who will win the national championship in basketball? Gonzaga plays UCLA, Baylor plays Houston in an all-Texas matchup.
0: I can assure you the whole Hoosier State is rooting against Houston and Kelvin Sampson. I shouldn't say the whole, but a lot of people around these parts, not including myself, uh, uh, stocked down on Kelvin Sampson for his, for his time at Indiana. So it would be wild if he won here in Indianapolis. I'm rolling with Gonzaga. I didn't start watching college basketball really until I saw Gonzaga come back and win in their conference title game. And then I've watched a lot of the madness like a normal sports-loving human being. Uh, but the talk radio here in Indiana uh, would go nuts if Kelvin Sand won it all.
1: Pretty good hire Indiana made it coach, but I digress. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
0: Take care of y'all. See
1: you on the front row. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.